Here's what's coming up on today's show. Like Ben said, it sucks to lose 10, 20% of the market. But coming back to a plan where you know, okay, here's what happened, here's the situation, here's how it affects you, that's a lot better than, well, I don't know. I'll figure it out. It's time for financial advisor Ben Schrock to give you the keys to retiring with confidence. This is Unlocking Your Financial Future. Hello, I'm Ben Schrock, and welcome to another episode of Unlocking Your Financial Future. And joining me today is one of our advisors on our team, Dan Oakleaf. Dan, welcome back. Thanks for having me, Ben. You bet. So uh, Dan's been with us now going on about three years. Um, We're going to spend two episodes today uh, together and and, uh, talking about some different topics. The first topic, we're going to really ask Dan some questions, get to know Dan a little bit better, um, understand what kind of makes him tick a little bit, ask some fun questions, and kind of get into some serious questions about the financial topics, and then kind of go from there. Dan, you ready to roll? I'm ready to roll. All, All right. Set. All right. So some some of the fun questions first. Um, what? Tell me about the worst haircut you've ever had. Oh, man. Probably the worst cut I've ever had was um, something – I did by myself. So when I was eight years old, after school, I decided to get out a pair of scissors and <laughs> cut my own hair. Um, that was not um, a great idea because it looked horrible, and my mom was none too pleased with me. So I still remember the wrath I got um, growing up doing that and uh, knowing that now I will never, ever try to cut my own hair again. Did, did you uh, Did she end up shaving it then? Oh yeah, yeah, that was my punishment. I, I as people know me, um, I have a rather big head, so um, that does not look really great when you have to shave it. So that was a punishment of myself on my own. Yeah, we uh, um, kind of ran into something similar at, when I was growing up. We there was five kids in my family. We had our first cousins that were next door. There's seven there. And one of the kids in their family had like an outbreak of lice at school. So they brought lice home. So they lined up all the boys. My uncle did and just kind of shaved every single one of our heads. Yeah, that's (laughs) brutal. That's brutal. You never, you'll never, you'll never, uh, you'll never go in the wrong again when that happens. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's awesome. So um, now we know about the worst haircut you ever had. Um, What would you say, you know, we all know you played baseball in college. What would you say your favorite position in baseball was? Playing wise, probably I stopped doing it in college, but probably pitching. Pitching was fun. I closed my whole high school career, so it was um, that was probably my favorite portion of it. Um, it was just kind of one on one. You got to say um, who's better, so that was something that was exciting. Closing the game, and it kind of relied on you because you either if you did well, you win; if you didn't, you lose. So yeah. it all kind of rested on how you did. So that was an exciting. Um, definitely something exciting that I always love to do from a baseball perspective, for sure. Were you righty or lefty? I was a lefty. I was a lefty. Pitcher? Yep. I was a, I was a lefty pitcher, so that, I had that at least working for me. Now, being 5'8", five, 5'9", five, and being lefty wasn't wasn't great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, I did that my whole high school career and a little bit in college, but um, stuck to outfield mostly in college. Nice. Now, when it comes to uh, personal life, would you rather have a personal maid or a personal chef? For me personally, um, I'd rather have the chef. I think a chef would be awesome just because if you like something or I, I think from, from a time perspective, um, I think being having a personal chef to do, whether it be breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or even just dinner, um, for me right now would save me a lot of time because when you're running meetings, coming from meetings, 
working with clients on like that. Um, there's not a lot of open spaces, especially in the evening. So I think being a personal chef would be great because if you have to, I mean, I, I follow a specific regimen for food. So I think it'd make my life a lot easier. Um, personal made would be tempting, but, um, <laughs> I just needed, I just need to not be lazy on a weekend and get that done. Not, so not home enough to, uh, have a messy house. Right. That's yeah. a, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. So if you, yeah. if you need to borrow a few kids, we'll send them your way. They Heck can, yeah. They I can say workers stuff yep, for uh, you. Yeah. Off the payroll. So. Yeah. Who, who, uh, who you got winning at all? March Madness. Uh, March Madness right now. I have Alabama as, as much as I hate to say it. I think they're going to win it. Okay. What about you? Um, I have Houston in my bracket, uh, Houston and Kansas state. So oh, yeah. I'm rooting for those teams. They're supposed still live. We're recording it on, uh, uh, March 23rd. So by the time this airs, they're probably both, they're probably all going to be gone. Yeah. Now. You'll, you, you'll find out whether me and Ben are both right, both wrong, what we did there. So, yeah. Alrighty, so let's um, kind of transition into uh, some of the financial topics that that we want to talk about today. You know, Dan's been, uh, like I said, been with us for three years now, and and growing your your book of business here and doing a great job with with the firm. You've been doing a lot of webinars, mm-hmm. kind of spreading your message about taxes and retirement, Social Security planning. I, I personally don't run a lot of webinars, so I'm kind of interested in my my own right here to to look at it and say. You know, what are some of the, the number one questions you're getting from people out there or, or maybe not even questions, but but when they come in and, and set up a, an appointment with you or a time to talk with you, what are some of the key or common problems you're running across? And, and let's kind of un, unpack those a little bit and see yeah. how you're you're addressing those. Yeah. So um, coming off a year like last year when the market lost a lot of money, um, I think people are a little more apt to look at their overall um standing when it comes to financials especially what i've seen in podcasts and people i sit down with are kind of lacking in the financial planning aspect of it meaning everybody has investments we knew investments are down but not many people know how that affected their financial plan one they don't know how effective it two they might not even have a financial plan so that's what i'm running to a lot is is when you do Social Security and speak about Social Security and how that's going to work with your retirement, how tax is going to work in retirement, investments are very important, but we're going to have to find a way and strategy to say, hey, based off of last year when we lost a chunk in the market, how does that really change your outlook on if it's a two-year outlook, a three-year outlook till retirement? If you are retired, how did it change? So that's what I'm running into a lot from a webinar perspective is a lot of questions on we had the worst year since 08, 09. How is that going to affect me? Do I have to delay retirement? Can I retire? And if I'm retired, am I going to change my lifestyle a lot um, because of one year being in the negative? So that's a lot of things we're looking at and kind of getting a getting a gist on when it comes to people sitting down after they look at the webinar. Yeah. So is it um, you know kind of surprising to the the client or the prospective client when? You ask that question, right? Um, you know, yeah, I'm down twenty percent or whatever, and and it kind of ends there. Like, what what does this mean to me if I'm down twenty percent? And does that instantly throw up that red flag to say, well, this person doesn't really have a financial, an actual financial plan or a retirement plan? It does because a lot of people kind of come in unknown wise to say, hey, I don't know what this means to me or how it matters. And that's when it's client to client or person to person coming in because every situation that we run in or encounter is different. 
Um, I don't care how similar it is. There's going to be specific things with Social Security. If somebody has Social Security that's turned on already, that's still working, um, it maybe not as affect them as much as people that are just taking Social Security and already pulling from their investments. So it, it's kind of cool on our side to say, hey, this is how it would affect you. It also depends on how they're invested. If they're heavy dividends or just heavy growth, um, if they have that steady income coming from dividends from their portfolio. So um, we're trying to kind of wean in on what it really looks like overall and mm-hmm. kind of give them a, um, a little bit of clearer financial picture when it comes to, did that really affect my long-term plan um, for retirement? Yeah, and I think that's the the best part of, you know, someone that has been a client of ours for, you know, five, 10 years now. And really, I mean, they've experienced some bumps in the road, but we really haven't experienced the 2000, you know, 2022, like, yep. like pretty much since 2008. For sure. So, you know, it, it's, it's nice to, it's not nice to see the loss, but it's nice to, to have a reference back to the plan and have a resource and a plan built out that's structured and shows the client and proves to them, hey, you know, everything is okay because right. let's look and see what happened. Yes, you right. were down 15%. No one's happy about that, but... What does that do to your overall plan? Does it mean we run out of money five years earlier? Do we need to adjust income? Are there some other things that we need to do or look at to make sure that this thing lasts a lifetime? And I would say probably for the vast majority of our clients, um, you know, relating it back to the plan was was comforting to them to say, okay, yeah, I really, it's not as bad as I thought. And I think with, with you seeing those prospective clients, that that disconnect, right? Mm-hmm. There, there's a, a missing link there to say, well, sure. I'm just down 15, 20, 30%, but I have no idea. I got no answers, right? Right, 100%. And that, that's what we see here is, is with the financial picture, it's not any different than any other aspect of life where when you have an unknown, it's a little bit scarier than what's known. So if you come in here and uncover that unknown, it's gonna make you feel better. Like Ben said, it sucks to lose 10, 20% in the market. But coming back to a plan where you know, okay, here's what happened, here's the situation, here's how it affects you, that's a lot better than, well, I don't know, I'll figure it out. Or I don't know, it'll just work out that way. Well, that's a good, I don't know, psyche to have, but it's nice to actually look at and say, hey, we don't have to really change much or one little tweak here, you guys are right back on um, the plan. So. Yeah, and really speaking of tweaks and adjustments, and, and here we are in the you know, latter half of March, um, I think this is, is becoming more and more you know common to see, mm-hmm. uh, especially after a loss For year, sure. is when a client brings in a portfolio, and commonly, I'd say most, most of the times, it's, it's common for us to see a portfolio that's full of mutual funds. Yep. And if they're held within a brokerage account, again, we've talked about these terms in previous podcasts, a brokerage account is something that's after tax investment account. We call it a brokerage account, um, just a taxable account. But what we commonly see is what we call in our office phantom income. And I think that's something that really starts to throw up the flags when when you address that issue with someone, Dan. Um, and and kind of, I want you to walk me through what I mean by phantom income. Um, why is it, why did we notice it in 2022 versus previous years? And why is that so important, um, to address on the front end and, and, and get that corrected, um, so that we don't have to deal with that, those issues later on. Yeah. So here, here's really a step-by-step kind of look at what we call as phantom income. So like Ben said, 
um, in a brokerage account after tax, if you have what they call as mutual funds, okay, I'm going to use last year for an, for an example um, from this standpoint. So from January 1st to December, end of December, you actually did not sell any of those mutual funds. So our kind of common sense thought is, is you should not be on the hook for any distributions, any capital gains, because guess what? The market lost in that specific portfolio, probably around 10 to 20%, give Mm -hmm. or take from that side. But the problem is, is when you're in mutual funds inside of a brokerage account, they're kicking off phantom income because what that mutual fund firm is doing is they are buying and selling within that mutual fund throughout the year. So for example, if you lost 20%, in a specific mutual fund, and I use use this example because I just met with somebody yesterday this happened, that doesn't mean you're not going to be on the hook and get a 1099 div or a 1099 interest for last year. Um, the crazy thing is, is most people don't see it when the market's up because they just assume, oh, okay, the market's up, I owe some distributions. But it's really a kicker when the market's down 20%, you might have lost 20 or 30 grand, and hey, you get a 1099 that you have to show about eight grand in income because of what the mutual fund managers did within that certain mutual fund. So that's kind of a culture shock and awe to people to say, hey, I lost all this money and now I have to show thousands of dollars of income on my taxes because of what they're doing. So that's kind of the one thing or the one red flag we have um, when we sit down with people that have mutual funds in those brokerage accounts. And I think that's something that people need to pay attention to, right? You hit the nail on the head. When the market's up and it's been up pretty much, you know, almost every year since 08, we've had, again, a few flat and maybe maybe down a little bit years but nothing like last year um you don't notice those things when the market's up but when now the market's down the the kicker to me is i didn't press the sell button yet i still owe taxes right or i still have to show that as income when 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 you actually see that and look at the 1099 or look at your tax return that's where you need to really start questioning am i in the right position because here's what happens right over time um, we may add money to that account or uh, we're in RMD age and we're taking out distributions and, and we want to reinvest those and we add monies to those accounts. That account only gets bigger and bigger and bigger, right. which then is ultimately going to kick off more and more phantom income, yep, right? 100%. So, and that that's the, the, the hard part for us is that's completely out of the client's control, right? And it's 100%. managed by a big fund company that doesn't know that person. So, Real quickly, how do you combat that? You know, how do we combat phantom income? Is there a way to address that to the best of our abilities? And um, you know, why wouldn't everyone be doing that? Yeah, there, there is a way to do it. So Keith in our office, he's our chief investment officer. Um, you can use individual stocks, individual bonds, and you can use something what we call as tax loss harvesting. So I, Keith might have went into it there. Long story short of it is, is you can use losses against your gains so you don't have to pay. Um, that phantom income cost. The whole part about this is that we've seen it. Most people kind of are deer in the headlights when we talk about phantom income and what this means and all that. So um, that's what we like to do is, is if somebody has a brokerage account and they don't know if they have fan- this phantom, quote unquote, phantom income or not, that's where somebody like us, somebody like Ben, Colleen, and myself can help to say, hey, you know what? You do have phantom income. You're showing seven grand. We always laugh about in the office. It's not like you're taking seven grand out to go on vacation. Mm -hmm. And if that was the case and you used it, great. I mean, you at least enjoyed it. This is more so of you didn't sell anything and now you're on the hook for something um, that somebody who doesn't know you, 
thought would be the best thing for you. So right. um, that's the one thing we look at is is we, we, we have to rely on Keith and his investment philosophy from that side to make sure our clients who have brokerage accounts with us um, aren't on the hook for those, even in good good years, bad years, et cetera. So the, bo- the bottom line is, is most people see that phantom income a lot more when the market's down because they didn't sell anything, they lost they can't fathom the fact that they lost 30 grand, 40 grand in that portfolio and are on the hook for capital gains. Yeah. And this is the perfect time to look at it for because sure. you're a tax time, right? So yep. um, I, w- I would encourage everyone out there to take a peek at those 1099s if you have one of those accounts or take a look at your tax return. If you've already filed, it'll show that on your tax return or better yet, if you have questions, you can reach out to our office you know, schedule a call with one of our advisors, talk to Dan about this, and, and we can show you the strategies that we use to overcome something like uh, that phantom income. Because again, I, I think it's, it sounds nitpicky. It sounds like we're, we're really looking at the, the details, the fine details, uh, but ultimately that's what people pay us to do. For sure. And, and ultimately that's a service that clients deserve. So um, Dan, you know, stick around. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about a uh, you know, second topic here, a little bit more about retirement planning. But I appreciate the uh, the time and effort getting to know you. And I guess one last question before we wrap up: it, <laughs> Who would you choose to play you in a mo- movie about your life? Oh, I don't know, man. That'd be that'd be a tough one. Uh, I don't know. To be honest with you, mystery man. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. That's a that's a good one. I would I would probably say I don't know. Um, I've got the looks of similar to Derek Carr, but he's an athlete, so yeah. he's not really an actor. He's got dark hair and jet black uh, beard, so uh, maybe a sports movie. That would be that would be I a real life that. portrayal. I so. can see Derek Carr. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, we got different ones in the office. But I'm gonna go with Derek maybe Carr stretch you out a little bit because he's yeah. probably what six four. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit taller. Yeah, I have to I have to get on a I have to get on a machine to make me a little bit a little bit taller than that. So. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thanks, Dan. And uh, if you guys have questions for, for Dan, myself, Colleen, or anyone here in the office, you can reach out to us at 330-473-1060 or look us up online at www.bashrock-fg.com. And you can reach out and schedule a complimentary consultation right through our website. Um, again, stick around for part two with Dan and uh, we'll be back. Investment advisory services offered through B.A. Schrock Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or a guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. This podcast is a paid placement. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.